Hey everybody, my name is Anita Kirkbride of Torp Communications and this is Halablab, the show for small businesses in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Join me as I talk to businesses you may be following and some you might not have heard of yet. Hear stories from local business owners like you, how they started, where they're going, and of course, since I'm a social media consultant, how they're using social media. Take a moment to subscribe right now so you don't miss an episode, whether you're listening on Facebook, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. Hey, Halifax. Welcome to another episode of Halablab. Sorry for the late start. We're having some technical difficulties today, but we are here now and we can hear each other and we're looking forward to chatting. Um, Halablab is almost over for this season. I've got about three, four episodes left and then we'll be taking a break for the summer. But today I've got a fabulous guest. I'm so excited to share her interesting, different business with you today. It is Shannon Shields. Shannon is a lover of all things local. She is a Nova Scotia business owner and community-minded volunteer. Her business, Body Honor, creates zero-waste fabric alternatives to single-use plastics used in our homes every day and advocates for mindful, often minimal, consumerism with a focus on sustainability and natural personal health. Shannon is currently very active in the community as a co-founder of the Coastal Climate Collective, as an executive of the board of directors for the St. Margaret's Bay Community Enterprise Center, and as a communications officer for the St. Margaret's Bay Chamber of Commerce, among other volunteer roles. You can often find Shannon at a farmer's market somewhere between Annapolis Royal and New Glasgow, either at a booth with body honor or consuming fluffy carbs, preferably with frosting and enjoying the buskers. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was, that was a mouthful. Oh, it's a mouthful, but there's lots of good stuff in there. So let's start with, um, so what's not in there is your history uh, as an entrepreneur in other areas before Body Honor. So yeah. at the time you were a social media consultant and before that you, what was the business you had before that? I owned a business, it was called the Cotton Penguin, and it was a natural parenting uh, retail store. Right, so you've had lots of different entrepreneurial experiences. How did you first get interested in this natural and sustainable alternative kind of stuff? Yeah, um, well, I, I guess the thing that kind of sparked it all was that I had a couple kids and, um, you know, like, like most moms do, you, you do a lot of research, you start learning things, um, you fall, for me, I just kind of like fell down this rabbit hole of, um, like, oh, this, this product is actually quite toxic, and discovering tools like the environmental working group, or those kinds of things, and really, uh, it seemed like once you started pulling on the thread, it just kind of kept going, and, mm -hmm. um, you know, so I, I found all those things to be really important for health. And uh, I guess it is because I became responsible for something other than myself and really started to, to look. <laughs> it's amazing how kids can change your perspectives on things. It, you know, it really is. I, I sometimes I get I feel like sometimes when I get described as like a mom, I it, it bothers me in a way that it's like, that's not the, f the first thing that I am, but I guess when I think about it, it's like, well, that's kind of what sparked this whole 
um, path that I'm on now. And ironically, when I first started my first retail store, I thought, well, you know, I have a couple kids. I don't want to drive in and out of the city. I don't want them to go to daycare. So I'll open a retail business and I'll have all kinds of time and all kinds of money. (laughs) (laughs) And I'll be able to raise my children myself kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, obviously, not obvious. It wasn't obvious to me at the time, but that's not necessarily the way it worked out. But entrepreneurs, the only people who are crazy (laughs) enough to leave a 40 hour a week job so they can work 80 hours. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty much it too. (laughs) Yeah. So was the cotton penguin based on natural alternatives as well? Yeah, it was. So we had a lot of products that uh, I I mentioned the environmental working group we had, I researched everything extensively. I feel like if you're rubbing it on your skin, um, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's super important to have products that are non-toxic. So I had a lot of non-toxic, a lot of like wooden toys or local, Mm -hmm. local products made by other local women um, with small footprints. Um, The biggest item probably though was cloth diapering. I did Mm -hmm. a lot of, I had a lot of cloth diapers Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of knowledge on cloth diapers and experience. And so I just kind of wanted to share that. Mm-hmm. What I a little bit off topic here, but what do you think is the biggest myth about cloth diapers? Um, that's a big alternative. That's a huge uh, diversion that parents could engage in if they wanted to, if the environment was something they cared about. So what's the biggest myth do you think that's holding people back from doing that? I know I didn't do cloth diapers. Right. I guess maybe that it's hard or that it's expensive. Um, the, the, you know, the cost up front is a little bit bigger. I purchased my diapers and bits and pieces while I was pregnant. So I, you know, I, I bought locally from what was nurtured at the time and still is nurtured mm-hmm. now. And um, so I just went every payday and bought one diaper. Um, and it was definitely uh, like I felt like the work was not, you know, it was an extra load of laundry every couple of days or something wasn't so bad. I was going to say like the, the biggest myth would be that it's gross, but it, I mean, it was kind of gross. There was a learning curve. You would, you would have to, you know, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't sprayed by the diaper sprayer and got back spray from spraying off a diaper. Like it, you know, it could be gross, but I guess you just, you have to, you have to decide for yourself, I guess, what's more, what more, a bigger value for you, I guess, not being covered mm-hmm. in poop <laughs> and having a disposable or potentially being covered in poop, and not having a disposable. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. So, yeah. okay. And then you took, you took some time away from that type of business and now you're back to it. So how did body honor get started? Well, body honor, um, kind of sparked from the cloth diapering actually. And, um, when I stopped, having children and got my period back, I was kind of like, why am I, you know, I went into the store to buy my first pack of pads after having a couple of kids and all this experience with cloth diapering. And I kind of was like, why am I doing this and making these decisions for the kids and not for myself? Um, So there really wasn't a lot that I could find out there. Uh, This was about six or seven years ago. And um, yeah, they, I just started to create. And so that's kind of what what got me going mm-hmm. yeah and so yeah like, where where did you research about this stuff I've never heard of it until I saw you <laughs> doing it so uh yeah well I I think that you're when you start looking into um you know the alternatives especially cloth you just kind of naturally 
it's along along the path, I guess, maybe in some mm-hmm. ways. But a lot of stuff on Pinterest when it came around, I guess this was maybe before the times of Pinterest. It's hard to imagine <laughs> thinking back that far. Um, <laughs> but, go- you know, Google, Googling, you would find yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, okay, so I'll ask you the same question about reusable cloth menstrual products. What's mm-hmm. the myth about those? What do you think? What do you think is stopping somebody like me from using them? I don't even know right. why it's stopping me from using them. <laughs> right, right. I think that the biggest myth is that, again, it is, it's difficult or it's gross. This one, actually, the gross is kind of the myth. Like, I think people have this idea in their mind about what it was like for their grandmothers or their mothers. Um, it's legitimate. You wear it, you stuff it in the washing machine and that is kind of the end of it it's not it's not they're not as fussy as diapers um they are just as effective as a garbage pad um so yeah i think i would have to say that that is um probably one of the bigger myths and can you i i know we're live but my kid is playing the piano after i asked her not to and i need to just tell her to not do that so oh i can't hear it so it's fine oh good okay good yeah (laughs) i I don't hear it don't stop the creativity gotcha (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just worried that you might be picking up and i thought oh geez (laughs) no no i don't hear the piano at all so don't worry about that the kids have to have some creativity and yeah and that's part of the hazard of working from home and Mm -hmm. you know having them home here with you (laughs) yeah and so I mean this is this is an opportunity for you to work from home as well creating Mm -hmm. all of these things was sewing a passion for you before you started this it was yeah I love to I so I, I come from, it's kind of like in my blood a little bit, I guess. I come from a line of women with sewing machines. I actually sew on my great aunt's old Husqvarna. It's like off white now. It's so old <laughs> and there are no, like it, there's no bells and whistles, but it sews like butter and I can't imagine using anything else. But yeah, there's a long list and I, I don't just sew cloth pads. Sometimes I get in a mood and I want to sew a quilt or you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) it does happen uh yeah so I I've gone through sewing binges I've made some quilts (laughs) but uh, uh, that's that's about the extent of it I yeah I haven't done a whole lot of sewing I can't imagine uh I don't know if you know Heather Heather Laura Clark Mm -hmm. there's Heather's handmade is that what it's called I think it's her blog she sews all of her kids clothes Oh, so for me, there's like a beautiful, (laughs) yes, yes. I, you know, it's really interesting too, because I was reading an article the other day um, that talked about monetizing a passion. And for me right now, while I think about sewing cloth pads, it's how many I can get done an hour and what is the wholesale, you know, all the things that come with um, figuring out all that time. And I try to measure my time um, accordingly. Uh, I think when you start to get into like sewing clothes for your family, you're not you're probably not planning to monetize that and you don't have to you can just do it because you love it and that's that's what it's about I would not be sewing my kids clothes though because I just just, no (laughs) it can't happen (laughs) yeah no kidding I I can't imagine but I every time I see her sew matching clothes for her two kids who are elementary age I think Mm -hmm. Wow, that's, I mean, it's, it's impressive, it's creative, it's beautiful. I just, 
yeah, she makes me wish I had done that, but. You know, and even as a person that sews, I often buy, I often buy it. So I get, I've got some stuff um, and have designed entire family portraits around a dress from local business. (laughs) Oh, sweet Madeline, for example, Mm -hmm. she would sew a dress. Now, yes, I could, I could sew this dress, but it is more worth it to me um, to use my time on other things. And Mm -hmm. I just love the dress. And so I went and bought the same fabric to make other things with and bought the dress. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. So do you have, do you have one of your um, reusable pads there? I do. So I do. Yeah. Show us all about it. Show us how it works. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) yeah. About them. (laughs) Okay. So this is uh, what one looks like. Uh, this would be one of the long pan, a long panty liner. I've got a small panty liner here. They're pretty much the same size as, like I measured them to match the same size. I call them yucky garbage pads. So they mm-hmm. match in length and coverage, the yucky garbage pads, except they have wings. And basically they have um, a absorbent cotton top and an absorbent core <laughs> called Zorb. And okay. then on the back, they have a fleece, which is liquid resistant. And then just some snaps. And so they snap with the cotton to your body around your underwear. And that's it. You use it, you you would use it the same, same amount, same amount of time for the same purposes. They're not just for your period, they're for bladder leaks as well. Um, you know, they're for jumping on the trampoline or trying to skip rope for <laughs> all those things that might uh, cause a bladder leak. Um, mm-hmm. but then to wash it, like I I legitimate. I take this off, I stick it in what I, what's called a wet bag, which is a bag that you use most, I started using when I was cloth diapering, you toss mm-hmm. it in the bag. And then at the end of the week, you just empty your whole bag out and you have enough for a load on cold water and that's it. There's not, there's no like rinsing it in the sink. There's no bucket of water under the toilet or under the the bathroom sink. There's no, um, you know, wringing it out or having to rub stain remover on it. It's, it's really just, they are that simple. Right. Well, I mean, who cares if they get stained anyway? Well, and as long as you're washing on cold, they don't. And yeah, truth be told the the sunlight, like there's a reason that detergent brand is called sunlight. The sun will get stains out hmm. of your stuff. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, um, I know you're working, that was your first product, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you, uh, I know one other product you have. So tell us about the other product. Yeah. The other product wax. is, um, beeswax wraps. Yeah. So this, this is a beeswax wrap. This is kind was kind of natural progression, I guess, in a way, when we started thinking about, um, the environment and re- replacing single use plastics. Um, we, when you have a lot of Uh, fabric or you do a lot of sewing you have a lot of fabric and Mm -hmm. um, so we just started testing out different different ways to make beeswax wraps in an attempt to get rid of plastic wrap and um, we buy all of our uh, beeswax locally and we need a lot of it I have several um, several suppliers that we kind of pick up from various farmers Mm -hmm. markets Um, but they're all Nova Scotia bees and uh, yeah, so they've been they've been selling really, really well. And the way that a beeswax wrap works is that mm-hmm. it um, replaces, like I said, plastic wrapper baggies in the kitchen. And oh, on a little side note, I haven't shared this uh, with my community yet, but it has officially now that it's March been an entire year since I've had plastic baggies in the house wow. with two kids. 
yeah, with two kids going to um, to school. And so it's, yeah, it, I'm pretty proud of that accomplishment. That's, that's so, amazing. I don't know that I could get my kids to <laughs> using the plastic baggies. You know, I'd be lying if I said I didn't like walk by the aisle at Dollarama and look at those bags longingly and think, mm. gosh, it would be so easy to not like, and beeswax wraps are easy, but I mean, arguably not as easy as legit picking up a bag and throwing it in the garbage. Um, Yeah, but the way these work, they're pretty great. They just, I'll use my glass of water here. They just use the heat of your hands to create a seal around whatever it is you're covering. So it can can do, my hands are not very cold, warm, but it can do food um, directly over food. It's great for avocado, great for cheese, Mm -hmm. or it can go over your bowls and salad bowls and um, pretty much anything with the exception of raw meat uh, because you can't wash it with hot water. And uh, yeah, when you're ready to use it on the next thing, you just take it off and potentially rinse it with a little bit of cold Mm -hmm. water and uh, that's it. You keep using it. And I have a set and I'll admit, I don't use them as often as I should, Mm -hmm. but um, they're fabulous for avocados. You know, you cut an avocado in half and you want to put the other half in the fridge for later. It really does keep an avocado fresh. I couldn't believe it the first time I used it. I know. I I was surprised too, because they're not like an airtight, like I had one customer who um, wrapped brown sugar in a mason jar and the brown sugar went hard. And so she was kind of bummed because it wasn't Mm. with like airtight seal so it is almost like it acts like a peel in a way it's not necessarily Mm -hmm. airtight but it does uh, because of the beeswax and I use jojoba and pine resin so they're all um it's antibacterial and antifungal and I I feel like it just gets this nice little barrier that's another Mm -hmm. reason why it's really great for cheese for the antifungal purposes properties oh cheese is a hard one to wrap in our in my house because we we go through a ton of cheese so we go through Mm -hmm. those big huge Costco blocks and yeah, I'll have to yeah. try that on cheese because it's yeah. annoying me with the plastic wrap. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's interesting. So uh, what do you have other products that I'm not aware of? I do. I, I don't I don't have them all to show you because mm-hmm. I actually was at a market yesterday and I sold out. Um, but we do do um, like cutlery. I make these cutlery rolls. You could see them on Facebook. Um, mm-hmm for anybody that wants to go have a look and it's basically a fabric pouch that holds your cutlery and is also your napkin so that while you're out you don't have to use um, straws or plastic forks or napkins Um, Mm -hmm. although I mean you know napkins are arguably the lesser of all the evils but if you're trying to reduce single-use waste a paper napkin would fall in that category Mm -hmm. Um, we do produce bags also so rather than using the plastic ones at the grocery store, you can use mm-hmm. these ones when you go. A couple different sizes of those. We also make our own wet bags and um, pouches and stuff for you to, to carry your uh, cloth pads around or to help you, um, you know, with storage and those kinds mm-hmm. of things. Mm-hmm. And gosh, there's other things. There's like, we make, oh, <laughs> we also make toilet and paper. You'll like this one. <laughs> Oh boy, I'm not sure I can handle this one. <laughs> I'm just just coming around to the idea of the reusable right. pads. Of the pads, yeah. So um, with a seven-year-old daughter and myself and being home all day long, mm-hmm. we, uh, you know, use the washroom a lot. We're on a septic tank 
Um, and so we have we have wipes. I don't I don't think I have any close by. I'd love to show you, but they are just a flannel on one side and then a cotton terry on the other. And they literally just we use we use them instead of toilet paper. And they go in the wash. <laughs> okay, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny because my husband too. He said like, oh, I. I feel like I need to draw a line here. Like <laughs> we're starting to get a little bit too, too crunchy for him. Um, but you know, I kind of just spoke his language and said like, think about all of the toilet paper that won't be going into the septic system. Like we, we only use them for pee. Although I don't know that it needs to stay that way, but that's, that's our, okay. that's how we do it right now. Sure. Um, yeah. But my seven-year-old even like wants, she wants me to make her a little bag to bring them to school. I mean, I have wow. my own hangups. I know she's like, she's like mother nature incarnate, but I I have my own reservations about sending my kid to school with, um, you know, re pee wipes. I don't want her to like be that kid, but I mean, I, I also don't <laughs> want to hold her back either. So that's one, I still struggle with it myself as well. Mm -hmm. I'm still human. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. But you know, Gosh, what did they do before somebody invented throwaway toilet paper? I mean, yeah, yeah, this things, is just right. A, yeah, yeah, we just, and we've I, just gotten used to different ways. We can get used to it again. I think so. And I just, if I, I feel good about being not being so wasteful, I guess, like that, mm -hmm. that's a value of mine. Um, I love to encourage and support others who want to also make make some changes that do that. But I certainly would not expect everybody to hop on the reusable white bandwagon with like, you know, there's got to be gray area. It's not so black sure. and white. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about makeup wipes? Now I, so I use throwaway makeup wipes, which yep. came to just a couple of years ago after seeing how easy they were. I'd used face cloth for years. And now I'm yep. starting to feel guilty about the throwaway makeup wipes. So, yeah. you know, is that something you're making or is that just a face cloth? Yeah, I just use a face cloth. So, I mean, I don't know. So the, for our toilet on paper, they sit in a basket on the top of our, um, on the top of our toilet tank. And uh, they, like I said, they're just little square wipes, arguably face cloths. I, I will just take one of those and reuse and wipe off my makeup and actually for eye makeup remover a lot of people don't know but coconut oil will remove even um oh, what's it called when your eye makeup waterproof even your oh, yeah. waterproof makeup just coconut oil will get that all off and yeah you can and it's good for your skin yeah yeah and it's not you know it's not something that comes in a in a bottle i guess if i put my zero waste cap on again you know you're buying a product in a small little bottle and using it up and then recycling right. i love that word yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so so yeah a big you just go grab your coconut oil well the big the jar kitchen. of coconut oil that's sitting in my kitchen doesn't seem to get used so maybe i'll have to try that <laughs> yeah give go it a back. shot <laughs> i'll go back to the uh go back to the face cloth because yeah I, I mean i do feel guilty about I, I watch you cutting down on the waste and I watch other people. My sister's big into this as well. Well, as you know, the reason I bought the beeswax wraps in the first place from you was to give them to my sister for Christmas. Yeah. So I bought myself a set and then um, put them in a drawer and didn't use them for a very long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's I do, not uncommon. No, I'm sure. But I do feel <laughs> guilty when I see, you know, four or five or six 
plastic Ziploc bags going out the door every day for, you know, three lunches and yeah. um, uh, paper towel for everything. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it, it drives me a little crazy. So I, yeah, well, I, I, I would hate to think, I just, I, it hates me to, it makes me sad to think that somebody would feel guilty. I don't think it's like a, something that you yeah I get to believe me I get it like I still you know my house is not paper towel free we have a dog I feel like there's messes <laughs> that the dog makes that requires paper towel like I you know we do still live in this you know western world I guess kind of sure. thing and these things are available um it's just a it's just and this is one thing that the coastal climate collective is all about it's about small changes what you can mm-hmm. manage the habits that you can change and the fact that lots of us are going to be doing them together and that's Mm -hmm. you know that makes that one baggie that you didn't use if we all didn't use one baggie today that's you know the coastal climate collective has over three thousand people so that's three thousand baggies like that's awesome that's one day so i i i guess i i would hope that anybody else may be feeling guilty and and you too anita would just you know give yourself a break and you know you, if it's not the baggies, if, if the bag, it's not that, it's not your time for that. Pick, pick something different. <laughs> makeup wipes. <laughs> yeah. Makeup wipes. Something and, that's a little uh, easier. Barb is watching here and she's talking about Norwex face cloths. They have a, they have a makeup remover face cloth that's uses just water. And I haven't had a chance mm-hmm. to try those, but I've often wondered if they're actually any good because mm-hmm. of the makeup wipe thing. But um, mm. so I know, so those are the things you are making and selling and I hope yep. people will come and try some of those things. What are some of the other changes that you've made? Cause I know I see you posting on Facebook about other things that you're doing to cut down on your plastic waste and your throwaway stuff. Yeah, um, birthday, birthday parties are a really big one for me. Um, and I guess maybe that's the one that springs to mind first because I just did one. My son just mm-hmm. turned nine. Um, and I wanted to have a zero waste birthday. And I mean, when I say zero waste, the only way you can truly be absolute zero waste here right now is to be dead. And I just, <laughs> so it's like as close as you can get to mm-hmm. being waste free. Um, and, you know, zero waste is the goal. So I think it's okay to say, um, you know, I'm going to do this zero waste, even if it's not an absolute zero, um, you know, and that's, that's where I am with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the birthday party was just, uh, you know, making conscious choices about that. I picked, I picked fruits and veggies that were in mm-hmm. season and I could buy locally that didn't have any packaging. Um, so as much as I wanted those strawberries and blueberries, they were in a plastic clamshell and I went with, um, you know, pears and apples that are from the valley instead um right. or i i i booked up we had an xbox party at um bayers lake and mm-hmm. when i registered online it you know they gave me they said i couldn't bring my own food and they gave me the options you know get your twizzlers and your twix and your pop and your slushies and your popcorn all those things and i just left all of that blank and said i i'm really trying to do this zero waste i i don't want um you know this plastic garbage wrapped stuff and uh you know let me know if that's not possible if i can't bring my own things and you know we won't come but they were actually pretty excited they seemed about it like what you know i got wow this is a really great idea they didn't even put garbage cans in the room which was really nice Hmm. um yeah so like if a parent showed up with a coffee you know they'd kind of have to 
put a little bit of effort into going, um, you know, going to find what to, to do with that, which I kind of like, because I just, I think, it, you know, it gets you thinking about it. You might not have considered. Um, it's interesting. There's, there are some really subtle changes that are happening around Halifax. Um, mm -hmm. I've been to two places now that have paper straws, biodegradable straws. Mm -hmm. So A&W, I assume across Canada, A&W is using paper straws. And yeah. where was it we were the other day? Was it, I, I can't remember, another, it was a local restaurant that we ate at the other day. They also had biodegradable straws. And I thought, okay, well, first of all, these paper straws are not at all what I thought. They're not mm -hmm. fluffy. They didn't melt. They didn't get all gross while I was you picking drink. paper. I wasn't picking mouth. paper out of my mouth. So yeah. I was really grateful. A&W was the first place I saw them. I was really grateful for that because now I know if I wanted to go buy some paper straws, now I know what I'm getting into because I right. just had no idea before. So there's little yeah. things like that, but I see it around some of the local independent shops that they're doing mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And the, um, the biodegradable cutlery is another one mm -hmm. that I've noticed at a few places. Yeah. Um, and Cineplex, uh, is actually pretty good to work with. We're having, we have social media day Halifax at Cineplex and Bayers Lake. Mm -hmm. And one of our concerns last year was that they gave us all our drinks in plastic bottles. And so we're gonna work with them this year to see if we can get away from the plastic bottle model and find something else, but they're willing to work with us. So I think, amazing. If, I think if we just talk to the businesses in yeah. a calm and rational and reasonable way, yeah. People are willing to make small changes. Right. And, and the, so this is like, I'm a huge believer in just asking, just ask, you never mm -hmm. know. Like we went into subway after dinner, swimming lessons. One day I brought my Mason jars in. I asked for them to put our sandwiches in a basket. Like they used to have instead of in paper, we were going to eat there. I asked them just to put the cookies on the top. I mean, they found this like dusty old basket from God knows where, but I was like <laughs> determined to do it without creating any waste. So they just piled our sandwiches in the basket and they allowed us to use our mason jars at the pop stand and, and off we went. And so, I, and all I, all I did was ask, you know, most places when I ask are, are pretty interested to learn more, but more than happy to, mm -hmm join in I guess or give you so are, what you're looking for are, what, what are there any other products we could be looking for out there that are that would help us uh, lower our footprint uh yes for sure um oh one of the other things that I was going to mention is mm -hmm. um and this one's probably more known if you follow Coastal Climate Collective at all already uh, if you don't you totally should um but I have a, a zero waste bathroom and so specifically in the shower I have one product a bar of soap I don't know if I have any oh I do right here so I use I use this soap mm -hmm. and um this is my shampoo, my shaving cream, my conditioner, my body soap, my makeup remove, my face, my everything. I use this for wow. every single thing. And so, I mean, if you think about how much, how many bottles of shampoo you might go through, maybe, I don't know, maybe if it's generous to say one a month, it's been a little mm -hmm. while for me, one a month, um, you know, then you're just totally getting rid of that, of that bottle. You just, I mean, I think a lot of people stick things in the recycling bin and, feel feel good because it's going to be recycled but it's actually pretty small and surprising amount of stuff that goes in a blue bag that actually does get recycled mm -hmm. um so you know just just things like that and i will say like this year for the first time 
speaking of zero waste shower, I, I, I was cleaning the bathroom and getting ready to change the shower curtain. And it just occurred to me, you know, at 35 years old, like, why am I using this plastic shower curtain? And we, we've always used, we go to Dollarama, you get it with the magnets mm -hmm. in it. Like, well, hold on a sec. I actually, it had never occurred to me to have a fabric shower curtain. So it's just, <laughs> I don't know, looking for those little like moments where it was like, oh, I, I had no idea that I was mm -hmm. doing this. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, um, I grew up with shower doors, so I didn't have shower mm. curtains. But when mm -hmm. I went to university, of course, they had big, thick, industrial shower curtains, plastic ones. Right. But one day I went to my aunt's house and I remember this day as clear as a bell. She had a fabric shower curtain with no liner, no plastic liner. And I thought, well, how does that work? Doesn't the water <laughs> just come flying out? Anyway, yeah. I, I now have fabric shower curtains and well, the kids one has a liner because they're kids, but ours mm -hmm. doesn't. And it's, mm -hmm. no, it, it works just as well. And everyone's right. like, I take it down and wash it and there's no waste. So yeah, right. made one change. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's important to celebrate how far you've come. Even, even on the days when it doesn't feel like that far, like, you know, trying to be zero waste can be really heavy sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like we're just not as set up for that as we could or should be. And, you know, I, I have faith that we're, we're going to get there. I mean, I feel like it's really gaining some momentum now, but yeah, mm -hmm. it gets heavy. And so you have to remind yourself, like uh, you're not the only one trying um, and frustrated sometimes. And that's all right. Just, you know, today you got to buy your onions in a mesh bag <laughs> and you know, tomorrow maybe you won't. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, look at, look at the change that has come with uh, fabric shopping bags. Mm. I mean, I, we, we almost always remember to take our fabric shopping bags when we go grocery shopping. And now that yeah. other stores are, are getting away from the plastic bags, we're having trouble remembering to take them elsewhere. But, you know, 10 years ago, even I would have had a whole, I can't even think about the bag garbage bags full of plastic bags that I would have been sending yeah. to recycling and now yeah. use any. Yep. So. And I mean, there are even times too, where I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> the dog made a mess and I need the paper towel and gee, a garbage bag would be really nice. Like a, a plastic bag would be really mm -hmm. nice. So I tend to save like bread bags for that. Now I'm not quite on the whole, like I don't always get to a farmer's market in time for, for our bread needs here in a family mm -hmm. of four. Um, so, you know, yeah, just finding another, <laughs> another use bread bags for dog mess. But yeah, I mean, we have come so far and it's a slow go sometimes. Um, but I mean, the good news is, is that we really don't have to wait for others to tell us that we can, I guess. You, you set the example and decide for yourself. And I mean, does that mean every day you're gonna get it 100% def definitely not um mm -hmm. but yeah you don't have to you don't have to wait for government to say hey no more plastic bags like yeah you can demand that and start small pick the one thing that you can actually you think you can commit to changing like i'm going to yep. change the makeup wipes i'm going to go back to face cloths so yeah. to pick the one thing and start there and then grow you don't have to go zero waste bathroom today right to make it that's difference, right right mm -hmm. 
And no. I mean, that took, that was a 2018 goal for me. Like it, it was like a, something I thought about consciously for the year. <laughs> so it's not like I was just like, oh, I'm going to get, get rid of all this garbage now and <laughs> be zero waste in the bathroom. It's not, it's not like that. It was totally a case for starting small, picking mm -hmm. something and making a new habit. Well, and I think the other thing that's important is if you're going to, it doesn't matter if this is the habit you're going to change or you're going to get fit or you're going to change your diet mm. or you're going to start a social media plan, whatever habit you're going to change, you need to find people who have already made that change and start following them. So if anybody's listening and they want to start making changes towards reducing their footprint, reducing their waste, please follow Shannon on her pages, Body Honor, everywhere, and watch what she's doing and, and ask her questions and recommendations. And there are other sure. people out there that are doing this as well. So, you know, there are people out there that can, I guess, keep you inspired to keep going with these changes. Mm -hmm. So on that note, um, how... You're a former social media consultant, so you know lots about <laughs> right? social media, but how is social yep. media helping you with this business or with this mission? Yeah, well, I mean, now, I mean, having done it for other businesses, and I still I still do um, dabble here and there mm -hmm. um, for other businesses, but um, learning learning the, the, the tricks of the trade, I guess. I, I, because I was in social media uh, for other businesses, I understand and I've seen firsthand the importance of keeping up with engagement and having an authentic relationship and building that trust. And, um, you know, it's, it's even like, especially for the Coastal Climate Collective, like Facebook is pretty much the only place where all of this is. And we get so much engagement every day. It really is it's such a great tool for, um, you know, getting, getting the word out there. And I mean, we're not selling anything on coastal climate collective. So it's, 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 it's a great place to, to, to build this community, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What would be, if, if somebody was coming to you and they wanted to get started in social media, what would, what's your number one tip that you tell people now? Um, hmm. Well, I, for, first of all, I would probably say um, seek some sort of training or whether it's something you're going to pay for, or get a free program. Um, I, I mean, I would say talk to an expert, I guess, presumably that's why some of them would be asking me, but I don't <laughs> offer offer any training. Um, but also, like if somebody really wants to go it alone or they're going to take some some free lessons on the side mm -hmm. when they have some time, I'd say I'd say pick one platform first. Um, wherever you think is your biggest target market and get, get your, get your feet wet with that. Don't try to do just like re reducing waste. Don't try to do it all at once. Pick your yeah. something and get started with that one and get a good understanding about how that's working for you and then build from there. Yeah, that's great advice. And that's, I tell people that too. pick one and start, mm -hmm. because if you're just starting out and you've never had a Facebook or a Twitter or a LinkedIn account before, and you start trying to do it all at once, you're going to get discouraged pretty quickly because, oh, for oh, sure. And they all take a little bit of time or a lot of time. 
um, and they all work differently. So yeah, yeah definitely. Especially if you're like my dad and refer to Facebook as the face page. The face page. Don't put me on the face page. So if you're still referring to it as the face page, get some support. <laughs> or the interwebs. Yeah, that that'll do. The uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for joining me yeah. on the interwebs today to talk about the face page. And, uh, and to talk about saving the planet one piece of reusable, one, one reusable item at a time and to share the products that you're making and some ideas for other things we can be looking for. Um, hopefully we've encouraged people to look for uh, one way, just one way that you can one make way. it to the big pile of garbage that's you know out here somewhere that, or the big circle of garbage we keep seeing in the ocean or you know, even just the, the amount of recycling that you're, you're putting out. If you can make one change, that if everybody made one small change, we'd all make a huge difference, right? That's right. That's so true. thanks for coming to share those products with us and to talk about your business and how it got started and some of the um, ups and downs. Um, yeah, thanks so much for having me. You're great. welcome. On International yeah. Women's Day. <laughs> On International Women's Day, yes. Always talking to great women business owners, but it's especially nice to be, I'm glad it worked out that I had a female business owner on today of all days because yeah. I didn't really yeah. plan it that way. <laughs> oh, Sometimes. we could have totally gotten away with that. Like we're talking about female <laughs> menstrual products on International Women's Day. It's a total match. <laughs> yeah, I should have should have done that. Just like I went to the Center for Women in Business breakfast this morning and Eleanor Beaton was the MC, and she pointed out that Captain Marvel is being released worldwide today on International oh. Women's Day. The most powerful Marvel superhero is a woman, and it's being released today. That, cool. I mean, that had to be planned, right? Yeah. Anyway. I'd like to think that I got myself as under control as that. But yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you to the people who watched us live. And if you're listening to this on the podcast, I'd love for you to come join me live on Friday afternoons at 1.30. Just look for Twerp Communications on Facebook and you'll find us recording live there. And I will see you guys all again next week with another fabulous entrepreneur. Stay social, Halifax. Thanks for listening this week. You can catch the Halablab live every Friday at 1.30 p.m. Atlantic, 12.30 p.m. Eastern on the Twerp Communications Facebook page or catch the replay on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. You can go to twerp.ca for links to everything we mentioned in this episode. And while you're there, you'll probably want to grab one of the freebies available to help small businesses manage their own social media marketing. If you run a small business in the Halifax area and you'd like to be featured on Halablab, we would love to hear from you. Drop us a line at info at twerp.ca. That's info at twirp.ca. Talk to you next week.